We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to White Ears. Andy Lou, just pre-recorded with MT and by the way great conversation you guys should listen you should listen the whole way through Marcus per usual elevating the conversation making us look far cooler than we are (laughs) but uh naturally we're like you know we're recording this before the game so if something happens you know don't get worried about it so of course the Warriors lose yeah like I feel like it was just almost a given they were gonna lose after that's what we get for trying to pull something like this when the team's 11-1. and one. Now they're 11-2. and two. We were in a good mood, and, and the Warriors played what? What would you say? Ugliest game of the season, probably. Just aesthetics-wise, I think it was disgusting for the last, I mean, six minutes of the game, I think was the worst that they've played. Yeah, I mean, nothing about that game was good. There, There's some, like, interesting things to talk about, but, right. like, ugly-ass game. There's no other way to put it. I mean, Steph's I, homecoming, right? I, that's the first thing that comes to mind for me. Uh, just shot terribly today. Uh, just kind of uh, kind of weird because usually he he shows out in Charlotte always. Um, and he oh and last year he was sick he didn't play but just wasn't there for him. Um, after being hot the last couple of games, so when that happens, some of the other guys still got good shots. But down the stretch, they Steve put him back in. Steve put two point put him back in with five minutes left. So he ended up playing thirty six minutes tonight, which is a little bit more than usual. But it didn't matter. I mean, it, it didn't matter. He wasn't getting open looks, but even when he was getting looks, he wasn't making them. So, I mean, probably the main reason why they lost, right? It just the guy, if the guy makes a couple more threes, this thing is in the bag. So, it, it's not, it's an ugly game, Sam, but like, I don't, I don't know how much I put into it outside of, you know. Yeah. Did, did you think they got quality looks? Because like Fitz was selling, oh man, best three point shooting team in the league, nine for 39 or like whatever it was at the time. And, objectively it's true they weren't hitting shots but and you never you never put into that doesn't tell you if they're getting quality looks i i thought they did in the first half i I thought they got a lot of damian lee first game back so i kind of can't blame him disgusting shooting performance tonight Otto and Nemanja Bjelic had some okay shots. They were just missing them, I felt like, in the first half. But second half, I mean, I don't know if the Hornets locked it down or not, but Steph was also forcing those threes out. I mean, he was just – when he goes to the rim – with sometimes the lineups that, that and we're going to get to this, there's like four guys in there. Like what, he supposed, what is he supposed to do? He can't even get all the way to the hole because he has so many guys around him that can't score. So he's forcing up threes. I don't think I don't. Uh, second half, it felt like they, they they didn't get the same looks as the first. So so I mean, you're you're hitting at what I would say is the only interesting thing of the game, which is 
crunch time, what does Steve Kerr go to? And it's Steph, Wiggins, Igudala, Draymond, and Looney, which like no other superstar in the NBA would ever play with that many guys who are not scoring options. Right. Um, I get it. Steph is an outlier. Steph makes lineups work that other players can't. And I get it. You're just trying to get stops and you're like, we'll just get something to go on over time. But man, dude, that I, I, those lineups are ugly. I, I got why he did it. It made sense. You need, obviously need Steph Dre in there. Uh, Iguodala is, is playing well this season. You usually want him in there. And then Wiggins was actually, Wiggins was fantastic. So let, let's, let's throw that out there. He Phenom- a, phenomenal in the ooh. second and third quarter, particularly. Yeah. That's yeah like, just phenomenal. Uh, so, you know, good, good for Andrew. It looks like he's uh, whatever he was going through in the first few games. He's, he's passed. So he looks great. Um, so you throw him out there. That's four. So the fifth, it co- comes down to you've got Loon. You got G. There's a lot of options, but I get why they pick Looney. Looney had a good first half and Jordan Poole is awful tonight. Yeah. I was going like, to say I, Jordan Poole is miserable. Yeah, so he, I, I don't know. I, I guess you could play Jordan Poole at the end of the game, but I get why Steve wouldn't do it. So then the options become GP2, who was solid tonight, or Sam, or I could see Steve doing this maybe moving forward is well, maybe just throw Kaminga out there. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that. So that's, that's the other thing to talk about. Kuminga had great minutes in this game again today. So uh, they lose the game. That sucks. But like on the positive note, Kuminga looks right to contribute in some capacity for sure. I did not see that coming. I mean, just uh, just the offensive feel for the game. It's not like he's out here shooting threes or making great passes or whatever, but it's like there was one possession, and, and this is peak hipster, but there was one possession where he got an offensive rebound on the wing, and Damian Lee was wide open in the corner. He passed him the ball. And to me, to me, I was like, oh, shit. Like, he understands what to do on this team. He understands the way that Steve likes to play basketball because – there's not a lot of people that would do that. He's wide open. Like he could have either shot the three and bricked it, or he could have just went to the rim and got fouled. Right. So, but instead he said, Hey, Damian Lee's just, he's, he's going to make that from the corner. He's usually going to make it. I'm going to pass the ball. So, and then defensively, what is he? Is he got a chance to be a defensive player of the year guy type of guy? I mean, defensively, he's incredible. Relax, relax. incredible. <laughs> incredible. Could but be, he incredible. is, but he does have the tools to be a multi-positional closing lineup defender, which like matters because we know how Steve Kerr is. Steve Kerr doesn't want guys who are defensive liabilities to the end of games. Um, well, just to be frank, no coach does. But um, but he has the tools to be a guy you throw out there, and it's like, you want to guard the point guard? That's cool. You want to guard the center? That's cool, too. Yep. So, yep. I'll call that a positive. I'm, I'm, I was thinking he could work his way into the rotation midseason. Uh, he might work his way into the rotation much sooner because if he can defend like this, and he had some really good possessions on LaMelo, who, by the way, torched him for half the game. Uh, he had some good possessions on, was it Rogier? Um, yep. Yep. He, and he played pretty good defense for most of the game when he was in there. If he can do that, he will be in the rotation on a consistent basis. Because it's very clear, Steve Kerr's at this point, like, if you defend, I'll live with whatever mistakes you make on offense. And, and he doesn't really even make that many mistakes because they're putting him in the right situation. So it's like, I wasn't. That I, I was concerned, but now watching this, I'm like, oh, he can actually – he will survive out there because they're not making him do much. They had him run like a split cut kind of thing, and he, and he just waited, waited, knew to, knew to pass to Steph, um, and then he set a screen and, and, and kind of figured it out. So probably should be playing more minutes, maybe. We'll see. Definitely uh, but- has an opportunity to earn more minutes, which is positive. Yeah. What's your, what's your concern level after this game? Like, uh, are you – 
are you bothered by the fact that that lineup that they closed with, like with Looney, with Draymond, with Iguodala, with Wiggins, like it, it, does that raise an alarm or are you just like, eh, it's November? I, yeah, I'm, for me, mostly it's November. I mean, it's, I don't want to see it again. <laughs> Tell you that. Like, I don't want to see. I don't want to see it again, but I also think like Stevens, I don't know if he's, he's married to that closing lineup. I don't think he's doing a set and forget, like close game. We're going to throw these three zeros on offense together. I mean, like you look, you watch, you watch Andre Draymond and Looney out there on offense and crunch time. Dude, it fucking hurts. It I, I'm, hurts. I, I, yeah. I don't want to like get all upset, but like, I really wish you would have just tried. <laughs> Be a or auto. Like, dude, it's you're 11 and one. It's late November. Or it's mid-November, honestly. <laughs> like, if they lose the game because Otto Porter can't hang, does it really matter? Well, you know? hey, you're now now you're asking for Steve not to chase wins. See, now you're asking for Steve. Ah. Like, you know, he was he was trying to like you know he was trying to uh, win that well, game. Well, try to win the game in a, in a different way. In a um, different way, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. I'd, I, I'd like to have seen pool. Here's the thing: I'd like to have seen pool because I, I don't I don't mind that he Balloonia there, but end of the day. Even after pool, even after pool shot the ball awful, why like, not? Right, like like you said, why not? He's another guy that's going to spread the floor. He's not scared. Look at Russell Westbrook here. Hashtag why not? Why not? <laughs> like he and plus here's the thing: he's going to need those development minutes. You can't just sit him down. Looney's Looney. We know what he's going to do. He's going to get the ball at the baseline. He's going to go up and he's going to get fouled or he's going to miss the layup and then he's going to miss one or two free throws or he's going to miss both free throws. Like we know he's what he, what he's going to do. So I don't need to see that anymore. Um, and so just try it out with pool. He needs the minutes. He's going to be on this team for a long time. You might as well see what he can do out there in crunch time. But I mean, if I get that he, he doesn't deserve those minutes though, at least not tonight. Yeah. All right. Let's end it there. And let's, uh, let's get to our interview slash podcast with Marcus Thompson. Appreciate everyone. Golden State Warriors basketball is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Warriors tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all the awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best price on all of their NBA tickets. If you don't believe it, if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will actually give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. I actually did that for the San Francisco Giants game against the LA Dodgers game one, compared it to another site that I usually use. TickPick was actually cheaper. Uh, so there you go. But make sure you go to TickPick uh, for all your Warriors tickets games this season. Visit TickPick.com today to save $10 on your first order of Golden State Warriors tickets. Again, it's TickPick.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And now, special guest, everyone's most requested and favorite guest uh, from The Athletic, Marcus Thompson. And y'all use that line all the time. Like, Bro, I've, I've got like two lines. I'm working on a third one. It's not a line if it's true. I mean, <laughs> it could, is it a line, MT, if it's facts? Yes, it's a line. So you're, you're in, so you're in Charlotte right now, just to be clear. We're recording this before the Hornets game. So, you know, if Steph before goes. Before the Hornets in the worst win yeah. streak. Yeah, well, before something. So if you, if you don't hear us reference it, that's why. <laughs> if something happens. <laughs> so uh y'all, y'all can't uh I don't care. We can talk about anything, we can predict the future. One thing you cannot do is tell me what happened in the Brazilian Grand Prix. <laughs> like I will don't blow this for me. I'm 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 put light years before everything. So I can't I can't I can't tell if you're serious about being into Formula One or not. I didn't even know you were talking about Formula One. What what the hell is Brazilian <laughs> Grand Prix? What is that? It's the latest uh, stop on the Formula One tour. Come on, you guys aren't all, you're the only Americans oh not in. So everybody else watched Netflix and now we're all into Formula One. You oh, yeah. What was that Netflix show called? Drive to Survive. Okay. Yeah, that's that's on my list, but I haven't gotten there. Listen, can't be so serious. I have some theories about this. I feel like the NBA should adopt some, some standards in Formula One. They've got something super figured out from an entertainment perspective. So like non-uniform courts, is that what we're talking about? Instead of having every basketball court be the same, like have I mean, different... I thought Brooklyn already did that with the great courts. <laughs> That's like, true. We're, we're no, but I'm but I'm talking about like have you know, you go to like Charlotte and they have a court that's 50 feet longer. Yeah. Maybe you go, maybe you go to like <laughs> Houston and it's wider so you could shoot more threes. I don't know, stuff like that. Yeah, let's not re- let's not mess with the rules of basketball. But, uh <laughs> So here's one of the cool things. So right now, right, uh, Mercedes is in this uh, battle to the death with a uh, Red Bull for the uh, individual title and for the team title, which they call a constructor title, right? So it's Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Botas, Valtteri Botas, who are on the same team. Botas is already out. Everybody knows this, but he's finishing the season with Mercedes. Can you imagine the NBA if you knew a player was going and where they were going before free agency? Like in this sport, they just like, yo, I'm out next year. I'm going to play with this team, but I'm going to finish the year with y'all. Oh, it's, it's, it's riveting. They even, they even talk openly about it. Like Valkyrie knew he was gone. He knew who his replacement was. Like also, oh, it's like it's like off. a step ahead of like European soccer because like he yes. it, it's a lot more like ruthless with free agency and like Champions League and La Liga and all that stuff. But this is even a, a step beyond that. Man, it is it is riveting. You got Daniel Ricardo who's been on like three teams in four years. He just he just be leaving teams like yo, I'm out. I'm gonna put I'm going to this team. But you don't when you leave, you stay and finish the year, which which makes it super awkward, right? Like you don't. Maybe you, you go where your loyalties lie. Maybe you need to go talk to Otto Porter about this. Otto can just be like, "Yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to, uh, you know, get my money up so I can go sign with the Lakers next year." Or something. Well, like no, that. well, no, this, this, well, this reminds me actually of uh, of KD telling us that he wasn't ever going to be here, breaking up one what of the best dynasties of all time. 
right? Our guest, I like that. One, I like yeah, that. Bringing one of the breaking up one of the greatest dynasties of all time. What if he, he told just us. said it though, like, yeah, you know what? I want to go play in New York. You know, I'm going with Kyrie, but yeah, we about to finish this year. How, how riveting would that have been? The the other thing they do at Formula One is like, so there's like 20 teams, right? But you have like a second team in the league that can help you. So like the Warriors need to adopt like the Kings or something, right? <laughs> so it's like, not only do you develop talent and they eventually come to the Warriors, but also the Kings could like, go hard against a team that's competing against you. And can they send their players? Like, in this analogy, could the Warriors decide, like, man, the Kings are playing the Jazz. We need a we need a game of separation here. We're going to send <laughs> Steph to Sacramento tonight. <laughs> no, you, you, I, hey, you know what, can you? I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but you take, you, take, you take the Warriors, right? Who, who, who's the guy on the Kings the that the Warriors would want? Who, who's the number one guy? Probably, probably Harry. Who's the guy that if you could just give a player on the Kings to probably Harry, Harry or Tyrese? Halliburton. Yeah. Yeah. Halliburton, yeah. yeah. I'd yeah. say Halliburton. Uh, Dave, you, know, you don't need Davion as much anymore. But nah, they got GP. He's better. Yeah, He's but better. There was a time. But it's like, hey, you could call players. the Kings up and say, listen, we really need you to go all in tonight on, you know. <laughs> Brooklyn, we play them tomorrow, right? Yeah. <laughs> like you can do that. But 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 it's like but it's like what the hell are the Kings gonna do? You know, what I mean, you can tell them play harder. They just they're still gonna lose by twenty. Like you know, you know what you could do is have them tank. Like you could tell them like, like hey, we need what what what, what if there's a situation well, that, where you can that's have automatic. The- that's automatic. Red Red Bulls got two teams with Max Verstappen is coming through. If you draw a paycheck from Red Bull. You getting out the way, you know. <laughs> it don't even matter. If you don't get out the way, you, you gonna hear from somebody mm-hmm. about it. So that's oh. automatic. But what they'll do is they'll have like, if you know, if like Lewis Hamilton is stuck behind one of the Red Bulls JV teams, be like, hey, don't let that dude buy. Like, make him make him work. We know you ain't gonna beat him. Just make it work, which lessens the load. Like it's little stuff like that that makes it riveting. And just be like access, man. Let's get cameras in places. Let's 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 hear. I, I want to be I want to be in on it. So what they'll do is while you're watching the race, they'll record some of the you know like it's kind of like the NBA Wired, but they not just capturing the lame stuff that everybody would like. They're like somebody tap somebody you know illegally. They're cussing that dude out. You're an idiot. Why would you do oh. that? They're capturing that stuff and putting it on TV. It's incredible. Like the stuff that they. Oh, uh, see now I've been. We've all been asking for that for years. You know, like give it, give us the unfiltered sideline stuff. They had the MOB stuff during COVID. I mean, during like when they were playing in empty stadiums, they did that for a little bit. Yeah, but they're they're not giving you the full. Yeah, right. They, I mean, just do that as like an exclusive, like a pay. People would pay for a special feed and unfiltered feed. The unfiltered league pass feed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Draymond Green channel. I mean, like how much Warrior fans pay to hear him talk during? And game. I think if the players knew that there were they were being recorded and it might come out unedited they they censor themselves enough for the league to you know enough for the league to be less worried about it you 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 think you think they would have gotten the Jordan Poole Draymond Green fight that happened a few games oh, ago absolutely. and uh, and then just throw that i mean well, numbers, they, numbers they live for that stuff in formula 1 yeah. they can't wait to talk about it They're like oh. yes, absolutely no question Oh, I wanted to know. I, I, what know, I know y'all didn't hit me up to talk about Formula One, though. Well, I, well, I was gonna say, is no, the no, eleven no, and no, one no. team? There is eleven and one not good enough for you? You rather just you rather you rather talk Formula One than the 
than the I team. Mean, but it's 11 and one in an 82 game season. Like, <laughs> you, know, you know, it's a trip. Like, people growing crazy about this stuff, even like with the Jordan Poole Draymond thing. Like, what we've already seen makes everything now feel so light. It's right. like 11 and one. It's like, I mean, that's cute, but it ain't 24 and oh, right? It ain't like, <laughs> Oh, they did have a spat. I mean, that's that's the you honest. Know, I mean, it's not like KD yeah. and right? Like everything feels so small comparatively. I, I want to ask you then. So they're obviously off to good start. How much does this team feel like that 2015 team team? Mm-hmm. Because that's been kind of the that's been the the quote. Oh, feels like strength in numbers. Warriors are back. Blah blah, blah like etc. I don't think it feels that way at all. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> really. No, are y'all high? A lot of people are saying it. Everyone all across the internet. Oh no, we talk about the first championship year or the 15-16. No, the first no, the first championship. 2014-15. So kind of yeah, Kerr's first year. When the players were still happy and stuff, Steve was happy back then. I just feel like I know too much now. Like it's hard. Like then we didn't know what they were. Now it feels like, yo, don't nobody want to see this team. (laughs) <laughs> right it yeah they were the, they were the up-and-comers now they're yeah. now they're the old guys they're like the spurs in some ways you know where it it's like feels like an iteration we haven't seen before like it's like all right we we know they're good they've kind of put it together but it's like i don't know you know it feels more like 12 13 to me okay it's like you still a piece away you know you just don't know what that piece is and then this time you know what it is like it's number 11 mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like man if they get that piece you know, and maybe 13, 14 is that vibe because they got Igradala and it was like, right. all right, they one piece away. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, now they've got a good foundation. So maybe, maybe that is apt, but it, but we just, you just watch this team and you know, you know it. You like, man, you get Draymond, Steph, and Clay in the playoff series. That's a problem. Yeah. Cause we've already seen too much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like th- that team, you you could have argued back then, like we don't know if they would win, we don't know if they're good enough, and because they hadn't done we don't, it yet. You, we don't know the schedule. Like nowadays, when you hear people say they played a weak schedule, you're like, that doesn't matter. We know these guys. We've seen them play basketball for yeah, did, seven did, years. Did you see them play Portland again <laughs> for you to know yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, like, exactly. The schedule doesn't matter if Draymond and Steph look this good. Iguodala somehow. That's what matters, years. right? You sound like a coach talking about it's how you play, right? It's how they look while they're playing. Like that's- me and Steve are boys. I mean, we know that. Steve Big 2.0. Time. Big time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I noticed you are decisively less hated at 11 and 1, though, Andy. <laughs> look, look, here's the thing. I speak how I feel at all times. When the team sucks, pure id. I, <laughs> I just, I say, I say they suck. That's why I like Formula One. You get like, when people suck, nobody expects praise. Why? Yeah. Like, no, we going in on you. You were terrible, right? Like, why do, why do I need to play praise Andrew Wiggins when he's been mediocre all year, even though the team's 11 and one? Like, I don't need, stop. That's fake so praise. I don't need fake praise. Me, like, I got to be nice to James Wise. But like, he makes more money than my entire family. Oh, ever nice to him. Like, if he can't do this, he can't do it. I actually believe he can. I think he'll be good, but right. I'm not about to sit here and pander to people's feelings so they can feel better. Like, what? No, that's that's like the most annoying trend. <laughs> and I have a theory. I think it's because KD left. There's this like fan base, like don't be that guy who runs him out of town like Andy <laughs> type of thing. So it's like you can't say anything about anyone. Maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm just too online. No, I think it. I do think that's part of it, but. Mm-hmm. 
to to me it just it devalues them right like sure do you really i mean anybody who really thinks andy has the power to run a dude out of town need to pay him to use it for their own good thank you <laughs> like, like, thank you thank you right? if you think what i say is impacting play pay me to change what i say <laughs> like this. it would have been a lot cheaper it would have been right a lot now. cheaper for joe lakeup to pay andy if that was the move that it took to just a couple million, just a couple yeah. million. I would have stepped up. Petty cash. That's even got to pay Andy. It's a vet you minimum. Give Andy a, a great tip on something. Like, <laughs> hey, buy this. <laughs> you know, if he had told me Ethereum was going to be this high, you know, a couple of years ago, I would have been good. I would have been all right. One, give me one coin, huh? One <laughs> coin. We good. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody's in a good mood nowadays in, in the in the Warriors land, in the Warriors world. So you, nothing can go wrong. With that said, I do think they still haven't like had that on court adversity yet. Like Memphis was kind of it, but I you just feel like like Chicago, right? Chicago played well in the first quarter. I think Charlotte did too. Even Atlanta did. They all played well in the first quarter, and then you could just almost feel like, yo, that's not enough. Like, because you know the Warriors are going to come. You know at some point they're going to hit, like, four threes or Steph's going to do something. And it's like, if you are if you haven't demoralized them enough, mm-hmm. like, it, it's, it's an L. You know, like, Chicago played perfectly. They were they were playing great. And it was like, right. all right, they're up seven. And it's like, yeah, that's – you're in trouble. They got those kind of vibes. But I, Memphis was the only time where it was like, man – you better make every play, otherwise these dudes are coming, which is just a weird matchup thing. And, but and Memphis is a it's a matchup thing because Memphis is not good. It's clearly a matchup thing, right? It's, yeah, it's I narrow. Think they'd give Memphis problems now. I think they were still trying to figure something better. out. Yeah. But yeah. they probably give Memphis some problems now. And it's like this is where the schedule thing is somewhat valid. Like I just want to see these guys on the road a little bit, playing a little more often, like it is cushy sitting at home, not having to play every day. Just someone comes into town, that sort of thing. So we'll see. Like, I, hey man, I, you can only play the games in front of you, right? Like that's, that's our, true. They took it. They take care of their business. Right. Yeah. Gotta, we got to play the teams in front of you. The, the part that I would say is encouraging. If you're looking for a positive is like, they are blitzing teams. <laughs> like, yeah. They, it's not like they're, they're, these aren't nail biters. And I do think some of these teams are better than the end result. Right. Like when the season's over, the Hawks will be better than what they look. Chicago will probably be better than what they look. Charlotte will be better. The Clippers are already better mm. than how they looked uh, when the Warriors played them. <sighs> so I do think some people are underrating these wins a bit. Like these are these are good teams who you know ran up against somebody who was clicking it was like yeah it's not my night get y'all yeah. next time yeah <laughs> but they still it still takes something to make a team do that right it take it takes something to make uh, a team uh kind of hang it up for that night right that's what the warriors have the ability to do especially in the third quarter i mean that's that's the patented we're gonna we're gonna end you. Change, Andy. The more things change. <laughs> no, it's just a, we've seen it for years, and just all of a sudden this season, twelve minutes, you're done, you're finished. I mean, Chicago was 
probably particularly, one of the particularly Draymond. Like I, I don't know where <sighs> he found the fountain of youth, but this is the best I've seen him look consistently <sighs> in about four we'll or five it. years. He went right? to where Iggy went. I was yeah, both both of them really, to be honest. <sighs> I was watching games like uh, on, on on my flight here. Mm-hmm. Um, like I took a red eye. Oh, no, right. Oh. Hey, come on. You got to get the athletic. What are we, TK? What are we doing here? Oh, it, ain't, it ain't the athletic. We'll do whatever. You know what it is? It's it's uh, it's uh the family man in me. Mm. Ah, I got it. Oh, mm. You know what? They don't even care. Like, they don't care that I took a red eye. Like, I could have left on Saturday, been an extra day out the house, man, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, I don't think they care. So if you listening, Dawn, Sharon, like, you need to re- recognize the sacrifices that I made. Like I just said, I just took a, a red eye flight at 12 a.m. to Charlotte, packed, and got here day of game, which is not even legal per collective bargaining agreements. Traveling day of game just to get one more day at home. Like I, when I get back, it, it should be something raped for me. You know what wow. I'm we clip that. Tell producer Dim to clip that. Throw that on the timeline. It's the all <laughs> family man, Marcus. Even what better is, than the writer to you, so you can text home. <laughs> yeah, that's so true, good, guys. <laughs> please, please, exactly. <laughs> no, but I was watching Draymond. Like, yo, he's unreal right now. It's almost too early to be this unreal, ain't it? It's like, what's what's the turn up, Draymond? How you gonna turn up from this? Like, it's uh, it, you know, it, insane it, right now. And it kind of feels sustainable because it's, I don't know if it's the schedule or what, but it's just like, oh, it's, he's got the how, pieces. He's well, also, it's just chessboard. Like the the concern with Draymond is like, you know, he, he's small. So it's like, do you really want him like banging with Steven Adams 82 times a year? But it's like, there's like four teams who have bigs like that. It feels like, like it, it feels like most of the time he's going against a guy who's 6'9", 2, 225, 230, stuff like that, where it's like, I'm not really worried about that being like a long-term wear down effect. Cause like, that's a fair matchup for him. No, I, I think. To, to me to be fair i think he actually likes those anyway those big dudes yeah totally uh, the part that i feel like the ta- the wear and tear is happening is the rebound in late in games like if you ever watch draymond in the fourth quarter yo he turns into a maniac for the ball like like he's jumping with all of his hops right like he's he's really going for the ball like he's really like pushing people out of the way he gets real physical late in games for rebounds but I think a lot of it, if you watch, like if you watch him, he's doing a whole lot of like linebacker. Like he's, you know, he's Fred Warner. Well, not Fred Warner. Well, no, not this Fred year. Warner from last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this year. Money. But like he's doing a lot of pushing people. Right. You know, you, you can just see him a lot of directing, and I, I feel like that's energized him. Even though these these dudes, like these aren't individual defenders. Like Draymond is like a really good like maestro, like a puppet master for these guys, just because they're listening to everything he says because they're not good defenders, and he could kind of orchestrate. You could see him like it was one play. I think somebody posted it on on social where he's contest the shot, but was like dictate behind him, and I was like, wait a second, let me watch that. Yeah, he was literally like calling Jeez. out the plays for what to do behind him, and he still contested the shot. It feels like in that situation, he's like, all right, I got this thing on a string. So because of that, I think there's a bit of invigoration. But also, I just don't think that that's, that part is that hard for him. Like, it's not that physically he's taxing. Just, 
he's just hyped that he has guys who listen instead of Uber. <laughs> yes. Instead of, <laughs> now he, you know, so I do think Draymond likes dudes who are like, like he likes to call them dogs, right? Plays Child, hard. Like ice, I thought, yeah. Like yeah. So, and, you know, I think he always liked that about Ubre. Ubre is like, I'll guard yeah. anybody. Yeah. Right. right. Let's go right now. Like he loves that. But also I think he, he likes the guys who are like, Draymond, please make me better on the fits. I like I'm listening to you. I mean, like Bielitsa is one where you look at him and it's like, well, it's not, it's not someone I want to play defense with, but you watch him play slow. defense. It's a little, little slow. He just look at me. He looks like David Lee. I mean, like David Lee looked like he had, 40% body fat and just out there David lugging Lee around. Nine though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I just the the IQ is what I think just maybe Draymond realized that he probably always knew it, but that just makes his life so much easier when one, I mean, people are gonna listen to him. They're not gonna, they're not gonna go away from what he well, wants. It's not to just do. listening, it's like being able to actually actually do. do. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure Kelly Ubre was listening to him, but then he'd just go do whatever <laughs> he felt like doing. He was listening, he, he heard him. Or but just like, really like D'Angelo Russell, who was like wasn't listening and then also couldn't do what he asked. Like he probably well, that's the worst of both mind. worlds, right? Yeah, he loses <laughs> his mind, right? Yeah. I mean, I know he likes D'Lo, but geez, <laughs> that's like a com. Who else was like that? Like couldn't do it and didn't listen. Yeah, I feel like the guys they had the last couple of years, it was more like they just couldn't implement it, you know, into the game. Like it. it I don't know. Jordan Poole could be someone that that may not listen, though. Jordan Poole has been decent defensively actually this year, and it's been, he's competitive. I like yeah, that. he is. You, he doesn't you know what yeah. he's doing really well. Like he's being like he's taking the challenge, like at the point of attack. And what, here, what, it's so true about the NBA, man. Like if you could just turn away a guy's first attempt, you win most of the time. Like they don't they don't persist, right? And I think Jordan Poole's figured that out. If you persist, you might get him. You, you'll get by him. But he's he knows, like, yo, if I just keep fighting on the first attack. This is how Steph lives. Steph lives on the fact that it's the second, third, fourth attack, and people just don't have that ability. Like, they, yeah. they, can, they can guard you for one attack, and then it's like, all right, I gave it my shot. You can't guard uh, me for 24 seconds yeah. type of thing, yeah. I think Jordan Poole is one of them guys who's like, yo, this first, you got the ball, you try to get me, I'm going to get up in you. And if you don't have the persistence to, to keep trying, then I got you. And it's, it works for most players because most players ain't really about that creating offense life. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're seeing it across the league. Got every player out here whining about free throws. About just, I just I just, uh, just wasn't even on the, the docket to talk about, but just ridiculous. I mean, why, just Dame, Harden, Donovan Mitchell last week, Trey Young. Just guys that are like faces of the NBA. Talking uh, about bro, Trey and Harden like, complaining. You're being unfairly was hard. You're being unfairly hard. How so? About what? Yeah. This is a ma- This is a dramatic change, dude. Like that's major. It wasn't. It wasn't gonna go down smooth. Can you imagine? Can you imagine when they took hand checking away? <laughs> you think dudes wasn't mad about being called for head checking for like two years? Sure, it's but you, it's are, are you saying are you saying the rule is unfair, or are you saying that oh, the rule saying, is great? I'm saying great. of course they're gonna of have course the players time. are gonna that complain. Was, that was a okay. that's a major component of the way they know to play basketball. Like you just took their left arm away. You know what I'm saying? Like so, like I I get I get it from that sense. Uh, and while you know, obviously we 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 celebrate players who tough it up and you know you know don't say anything like but whatever everybody's like 
dang, man, like I used to now I have to figure out another approach. And I do think that takes some time. I just I didn't think it was going to be that dramatic. I, I just I didn't think that I, I thought if well, you I just, didn't think they would call. I didn't think they would stick to it. I thought it'd be like, remember, you couldn't throw the ball at the stanchion. Uh, yeah, could, like, kick that thing off of that's it. That's what that's it. what I was thinking, too, because like the NBA says stuff every every offseason, <laughs> say a lot of stuff. The and then the emphasis. Yeah. yeah and, the, and then the, the season comes around. It's like, yeah, it looks about the same as last year. Absolutely. That's what I thought. Remember, you couldn't do anything demonstrative towards the refs and all that for a while. <laughs> and it was gangster at first, giving a few gangs, but eventually they let up. So maybe they still do this, but it's it's too good for the game. Like, it's so great that you can watch a game. And, you know, I watch, I, I watch I've been watching a lot around the league. You just don't see those, the ridiculous stuff. Like, they, they've really cut it out on the, Who are the your, uh, offensive fouls and all stuff. Who are your favorite teams to watch around the league now? Charlotte and Chicago. Makes I sense. love those two. Okay, so you're with yeah. us. Low key Cleveland too. Yes. Yeah, so so light years, light years affiliate, Marcus Thompson. But you're with us that like most of the interesting teams are in the East this year. It's it feels like forever, but like if you if you were to ask me like who are the 10 teams I want to watch in the NBA, I'm probably gonna list seven teams in the East. You know why? Because we're we're the most like uh hedonistic fans of all time and we we like we're we're, we've just seen all these west teams right right all we've already seen them we there's no novelty in the west like it's all like can luca do triple doubles okay let's see what damon's yeah like it's the same story every year in the west which is why it befuddles me that every year these teams get overhyped. It was like, yeah, we watched them like not be as great as everybody says every year, right? So yeah. it's it's a bunch of fresh bait in the East. It's a bunch of like new storylines and novelty. And, Amazing like, to me that that's fun. But I mean, you watch like how many times can we watch this Utah squad? Like that's what I'm saying. Like. All right, none of this even matters. Like I holler at y'all the playoffs. Yeah, like we yeah, are. We're, we're like two two weeks away. Hollinger is going to write another piece telling us how Gobert is having one of the greatest defensive <laughs> seasons of all time. And it's like, I mean, it's you know, it's this is a glitch in the matrix. But yeah, it's like it's just they're all stories I've seen. Yeah, it's like please make a trade, Utah, Portland, Denver. Like what you have isn't going to get over the hump. Time to mix it up a little bit. I mean, shout out to Denver for at least like, might, you know, start fights and junk and changing the, you know, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like realizing you got some relationships need some spice. Are there, is there anyone scarier around the NBA than Jokic's brothers? <laughs> I don't want anything to do with that. Funny story in, uh, in Cleveland in the 2015 Uh-oh. finals, mm-hmm. my wife is with me after year, no, not, I'm sorry, 20, whatever last year was, 2018. For years, I finally got my wife to come with me to Cleveland. To the finals, but I have been complaining. I can't blame about her for not one. I know I, I've been complaining <laughs> about the post. I was like, I don't know. Finally, she goes to Cleveland. Side note, it was incredible with her. She was finding stuff. She was like, Yo, I was like, Man, where was this Cleveland this whole time? I was like, It's been there, but I was stuck on Fourth Street with a bunch of beat writers. But so we're in the elevator at the Renaissance, and like, it's the she's on one end, I'm on the other, and it's these two dudes in between us. And and they, I'm telling you, they look like they look like cast members from like a diehard movie. 
right? So, <laughs> and I was like, these dudes got to be connected to Zaza. I mean, they just, they looked like they could kill us before we got to the bottom floor, right? It was crazy. My wife is looking like, these dudes look serious. So I, I go to Zaza, I shoot around. I was like, man, I was in an in a, in a elevator and I saw these guys. These, these are people. He started describing them. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Zaza, who is the absolute nicest dude in the world, starts telling me how he had to like prep talk them to like chill. He's like, yo, Cleveland fans are going to go crazy. They talk a lot. Like, I can't I have y'all to relax. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'm trying to tell him because, you know, these dudes, like, he's like, you don't want to mess with these dudes. He's like, they don't understand that in Cleveland. So he's giving these dudes a pep talk. Though, I don't know who they were. Those were the scariest dudes I've ever seen in my life. Mostly because I was on the elevator with, them with my wife and I realized I don't have no gun. I have no chance of winning this. Like, how tall dying. are we talking? Like six six six? Oh like, yeah, like six four six. I'm looking up for sure. Like okay, <laughs> like the same the same black boots. And whenever you see two people with the same shoes and it's not a uniform <laughs> attached, that's scary as hell. It's like why y'all wearing the exact same shoes? Y'all, yeah. That means you know what kind of unison and sync you have to be in to wear the same shoes. You two are legends together, and y'all ain't never wore the same shoes. Think about that. <laughs> To wear the same shoes as somebody, some nondescript black boots. That's like the European some, version of Air some Force. Some Soviet, like some Force Soviet. Yeah, was exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> so it's like, I'm yo, bad. it's crazy right here, right? No, they, no, I don't know why you'd be scared. They're, they're, you know, you could, you, if something were to happen in that moment, you would just be like, yo, like, cover the team. I mean, Zaza are boys. Like, we're with, he, we're with these guys. We're good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's but he didn't know that. Great if you get to explain. Yeah, that's true. That's you, true. Don't get <laughs> you don't always get to explain. You know, the dudes are die hard. They just start shooting. You know, no. they'll <laughs> send like, it. Oh my oh, bad. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about sorry about your leg. Yeah, yeah. Wipe the blood off a little bit. You're good. You're fine. <laughs> oh, I they are pretty scary though. Like that. I just I do think I do think people from the hood can sometimes like our world is so closed off. Right when you pour. <laughs> And in America, you just don't have access to much outside your hood. So everybody in your hood is the toughest you've ever seen. Like the hard times you've been through is the hardest you've ever known. I, I do think there's a part of us that lose this concept of relativity where like, yeah, it's rough in our hood, but like there's no like drone strikes happening. Like, you know, so there there are other levels of toughness or other kinds of toughness. It's on a different plane. You can't even compare it to anything in the US type of thing. Like it's not like a uh, you know, left, right, up, down. It's like on a different plane that yo, and people I exist from some like of those countries. Of that, I grew up in yeah. the middle of that, like in the and I'm looking like, yo, like we chose what to eat most days. Like we had options. <laughs> it's people who don't don't have options, right? Like so sometimes we can lose that. And I do think the Morris the Morris brothers are about that life. Like them dudes are, I think they're wild, but whoo, if I had to tell them two words, it'll be like slow down. <laughs> this is different. <laughs> slow. I mean, I I just thought the uh, on top of that, this is one of the topic. I just thought the I mean they're the guy, the Morris brothers are known for being a little dirty. I mean, Jokic is too. So I have a hard time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like I have a both both everyone involved. So I, I didn't. Morris turned out to be fine. So I had a hard time once knowing that feeling bad for any of them because it's like you guys just play. Like we saw Jokic open hand. Did he open hand hit someone? 
And then it's just like, and then the Morris brothers are always doing some shoving into someone's back, especially when they're in midair, stuff like that. And you're just like, yeah, you said you you sound you sound fine with it now, but when one of them do that to Steph, let's see how. No, but no, no, no. I'm no, I meant like I meant like for them doing it to each other. Like I don't feel bad oh, okay, for like I don't feel. It's like you guys like, deserve this stuff. Cool. Yeah, like it's cool. Like good. each other up. So yeah, exactly, exactly. The moral of this story is Bielita's got the scariest friends on the Warriors, <laughs> right? That's Oregon here. That's where that's where we're getting. That's a nice <laughs> guy too. I, I I might go with that. We know. I don't know. You better watch out for the, the Steph Curry friends. Okay. <laughs> All right. All out. right. Brian Bar- Brian Barr running into the running out of the stands onto the court. <laughs> Hold me back. Hold me back. Into the show, Brian Barr. Steph Steph got the G twenty connections. Like you can you on the phone. You release a virus. Oh my god. That, that's like it's see it's white collar crime white collar connections <laughs> different it's different it's different <laughs> where do you want to go to we, we want to talk steve kerr we want kaminga wiseman wiseman be back soon apparently let's, let's talk kaminga wiseman then call uh, it a day um what do you think of kaminga getting minutes against the bulls there are you are you buying steve with kaminga steve, actually getting a, yeah getting who a is steve kerr right now Woo. Just the, the absolute like best version of all Steve Kerr's we've seen in the past. I think y'all should be commended, especially you, Sam. Like should be commended for pushing Steve Kerr to a new level. You know, like he turned off social media because of y'all. Mm-hmm. Am I? Is this like the last dance? And I'm Jordan here. Like I, I pulled him along. <laughs> to- more, 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 more Gary Krause. But- <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sam, Sam's taller than that. Come on now. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, like it's funny. Uh, like even like everything that was so dogged is now like, yeah, let's try it. And the weird part is they're probably now more positioned to be dogged than they were before, right? Where it's like, now, nah, right, I mean, you're pretty deep. You could probably like, like they're deep enough to sit stuff for six minutes now, and now he switched up the rotation. Now, like, you know, I wrote about this in the athletic Sunday regiments, but Steph ain't played a full quarter since the Memphis game, like, but like randomly, like two or three times. He sits in the middle of quarters now. Yep. It's like, yeah. So he's agreeing that that was a viable strategy last year, but, but, you know, he, he didn't want to do it. But it's weird. He's doing stuff like that now. Like, I'm telling you, it's it rem- really open. It reminds me of the, Spurs at the early part of the last decade, you know, the ones that won the title in 14, where it's just like, I swear pop was just experimenting all day. And it was just like, it didn't matter who he threw out there at all times. Like that's how the Warriors feel to me. And I, I mean, that as a compliment. Yeah. You don't feel that. You just compare them to the 96 bulls. No, I compare them to the 2014 Spurs. <laughs> it's cold blooded. Yeah. I could see just I like see. in the way that they're like, you remember those teams, like a, the Warriors could never beat them. But B it's, it felt like you, you had no clue who pop was going to throw out there. What lineups he was going to do. Like some nights didn't even play Timmy. He Manu was and, them ahead. And remember he sent them ahead. Like, don't, don't worry about this game. Just go home. Yeah, exactly. Like that's where, so it's like randomly. Yeah. Throw he's not, doing that, yeah nah. no, he's not, doing that. not, not, no, but I do think with Draymond, with, with Steph, with Iguodala, Eventually, Even with Wiggins, like he feels like I can throw any combination with those guys. Like I can, I can be, I, I can try it out. And I think that's why 
you see Kaminga playing these early minutes with the starters instead of right. the second unit. It's like, what? And he, it, it, this is so smart too because the thing with Wiseman, they're not making the same mistake with Kaminga and like over. Yes, yes. It's like, yo, you get in the game, man. You need to be doing three things. That's it. <laughs> we want you to, you know, pressure the ball, get up on your man. Right, like go through our prints. Remember what? Remember our defensive principles: rebound, and if you got an open shot, take it. You got an open lane, take it. And to see him handle it definitely puts it makes you want more. But like, like he got he bit on a fake and yeah. got the air, yeah. and got the foul. Didn't do it again, which is pretty impressive. And you know, Kaminga doesn't have like he like. You don't hear people talking about him like they do Jordan Poole, right? Like you don't you don't hear like you know Jordan Poole's the hardest worker. You ain't heard nobody say that yet, right? It's like <laughs> you know, Kaminga Kaminga has that kind of star swag, right? And he has that like, yo, I'm about to be the man. And I think there's a part of the Warriors who are like, slow down. I see down, what you're saying. See what you're you saying. Let me show you some things. But I, but I like that more than the other way around. Like, I think it's easier to kind of rope a guy in than it is to like push him, like to be who's like afraid to do stuff. So that Wiseman stuff? What are we doing? Like, what? Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> Bell. Oh, got it. I thought he was mentioning. I, mean, I feel like I feel like it's uh, like he was, a lot he of was. players. I was trying time. to deflect for Wiseman. Yeah. You know, Wiseman can't handle all this. So we got to. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I want, I want him. I do want him to come back because I do want. Well, Looney's playing well again, but it'd be nice to see Wiseman dunk the ball. What are we? What are we thinking? Early December, I, Christmas. So me, Christmas. In this context, Wiseman would be incredible. Yeah. Like just, just don't have this dude going ISO twenty-seven feet from the basket, right? Like just eliminate all of that. Let him develop some confidence, and you you can see it with Kaminga. Like Kaminga is showing, I can do the dirty work. Like let, I can do the little things. I can earn y'all respect. And then if I get a glimmer, I'm taking off from outside the paint. I'm getting up like that. <laughs> you see how fast he got up? Mm. Like, that was crazy. How Not only how fast he got up, but he's so strong. He's way stronger than a dude his age. And he's I, finishing, like, strong. I think I'm bullish on him as a defender, though. Like, he might be an elite wing, small ball five even. Oh, like, oh, he's going to be good. Yeah. going to be good. And, you know, but that's, that's the thing that I think that they want to get in his head. They want to get that in his head because, you know, dude obviously is a savage, man. He obviously works like, I mean, his story is crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so you know he's got the mental, like, fortitude to pull it off. Like, you know, I mean, none of it, we probably could survive if we left our family at 13 years old and had to go, like, make a life, right? Okay. So you know he's got it, right? You know he's got it. So there you could see them just trying to get his mind in those places, right? This is why you could never overvalue Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, Steph Curry. Like, these dudes are showing young players how to win. And by virtue, they probably don't even know this yet, how to be sustainably successful in the NBA, right? What Jordan Poole is learning right now is what gets him the 15-year career instead of going out here trying to be a superstar, taking bad shots, and maybe, he's, maybe he's drafted by a, um, I don't know, I can't think of a bad team, like in the, like a uh, Sacramento or something where there's no one to show him the way and it just leans into all the bad habits. Yeah, and, and he's like, stuff. yo, let me go out here and get these buckets, right? Yeah. And, 
you know, like, you know, guys like Dion Waiters come to mind, like super talented, just never really locked into what, what right. it took to like be a, be that winner type of player. They are getting to learn that. And, I, and you can see the Kaminga, man, like he worked hard at practice. Like he, he got healthy. He worked hard at practice and they rewarded him with minutes and they gave him like simple role, simple things to do. And he, he looked good at it and then he gets more and he's got to earn that. So I feel like if this is the mindset, if this is how the words are doing it, that bodes super well for Wiseman. Because, like, the way they're playing, the way they're moving the ball, and the way Steph is playing, like, these are all dunks. Like, he's going to get 12 points just my off, own, catch the ball, jump and finish. My only, my only concern Uh-oh. is they don't – part of their success is they don't play with a big man. Like, Looney is the only big in the rotation. Like, Bielitsa, Otto, Draymond, they're not really bigs. They, like, they can pass the ball. They can shoot the ball do that sort of stuff and Wiseman you're putting a traditional big in there it kind of changes the way they do everything right I don't know if he's that traditional though but I know he doesn't want to be but he kind of is yeah, he like, want to be. <laughs> I know he thinks he can be KD and hey maybe he can maybe I'm you know maybe, maybe that comes around in a few years with like the jump shot and all that stuff but I don't know I feel like I'd rather give that a shot than Otto Porter as the small ball five. Oh, wrong, wrong person to shade auto too. I, I'm way no, too high. Otto's great. I just think that, that I worry about how long he can hold up if you put him down there with the opposing That's true. center, right? That's now, true. He, he fell the other he's day. Got worse, like, he's, he's got worse. He's got worse. He's got worse hips than Looney. I didn't even think that was possible. Like, <laughs> yeah, so I was like, yo, that dude, y'all really put him a small ball five? Like, I mean, they, mo- they both ever. move just as slow as each other. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, those guys move in slow motion. But at least yeah, auto but no, no one's getting by them, though. It works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but also, team- I do think at some point they'll need a counter. To that's true. You know, like people will figure it out. They'll need to be able to say, "All right, we'll we'll go to this now." I- uh, but the finishing, the finishing at the rim, it's actually really good because a lot of their perimeter players finish. But man, I mean, you're that, right. Like you, the Memphis right. games really the only time they got burnt. But like you could see that against better teams. You're like, man, it's just. It's just Steph chucking. And if he's not having it, they have no one who can just, you know, dunk it at the rim. Or so. there's like a rim protector. So these right. little dudes, Jordan Poole driving in for that little flip shot, it ain't it ain't cutting it like it was because they got a pretty good shot blocker back there. Right. It, it'll be good to have that that counter. And that's why I think the Warriors are, are so dangerous. Like, I mean, especially if they're going to be this good defensively, which – I still like what I like pause on because this this is nuts, right? They're shutting teams down. Like this is they it's like they've recreated the death lineup without the pieces, right? It's like a different version of it. But they can really flip a switch and it's like, all right, you're not scoring for a while. But they can play multiple ways. And there well, last year we saw they could really only play one way, <laughs> right? I was yeah. like, yo, yeah. gotta play small. You gotta let you gotta let Steph cook, and that's your only hope. Now, because of their pieces and reconstruction, they they could play a multitude of ways. They could literally throw a lineup with Gary Payton, Andre, Draymond out there. Oh, don't even like, get that. It's my favorite lineup. I, by the way, I just it took too long to talk about GP two. I if he loses minutes for some reason this season, I'm not not saying he will to Wiseman or Kaminga or these other guys. Like he should not lose minutes. Like he is. He's so damn. By the way, he's supplant. He supplanted Juan as like the number one fan favorite. Like, 
I was watching the Hawks game in a uh, sports bar because my power went out Monday night yeah. and just old dudes, young dudes, all they <laughs> want to talk about is GP two. Like they were just enamored. They were more excited to watch him try to dunk it than they were to watch Steph. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it just the impact it's, it's the flash impact too. It's not because Kevon Looney's a really, really good defender, but there's no flash there. You, you kind of almost have to watch him and kind of understand a little bit for Looney highlights. GP two is like, man, incredible flash. You see how he puts his body on the drive and uses <laughs> DeMarco get to you. Is, is he feeding you lines now? Is he telling you what to say on that? We don't care. We don't care about that stuff. It's like GP two is out here ripping Zach Levine at, at the, at the three point line and taking it. Hey, down you knew he was going to get him though, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going to get somebody. Oh. We're waiting for the phone. He go get him. He go get him. And then it was like, ah, uh, unreal. Boy. He's unreal. He, he's absolutely unreal. Uh, he looked like JTA. He's probably not ever going to figure out the shooting stuff, but he is too damn good defensively and cutting to the basket to not, he can't lose minutes. He needs to play. He needs to average at least 15 minutes game for the rest of the season. I just, he can't, I don't care. I don't care about Wiseman coming back or whatever. Like he needs to play minutes, man. I'm very worried that they won't. You know how this league is, man. The league, I will say this, and you know, I've been a big GP2 proponent for a while. Uh, even even uh, had these discussions with people in the Warriors who, you know, preferred Avery Bradley. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> no names. We've, we've, we've seen this a bit already, and we know the league will catch up. And at some point, GP2 will have to have a counter. Like, we already saw it with uh, Zach Levine. And, you know, KD has had trouble with smaller guards, too. And he figures out, like, I'm going to start at the elbow. I'm going to start a place where I'm not doing much of dribbling. And Zach Levine got to the elbow, shouldn't turn, and he you could shoot over him because he's six foot two. So I, I think he's good enough to figure out a counter, but he's gonna have to figure it out. He's gonna have a rough stretch. Don't set him up to be like an all-star already. So then when he has a rough patch, everybody can be like, ah, we told you. And he's and he's setting up so he can he can blame Kerr for when GP starts uh going to the bench more. I always win. Tell me. <laughs> I remember thinking Anthony Morrow was the next Ray Allen after he dropped 37 on the Clippers. It's just, you know, sometimes the league catches up. Uh, don't don't act like you weren't hyped when that happened. You were like, oh, everybody thought the Warriors he, the gym. Morrow, he never missed a shot in pregame. I, I, I – this before way before I covered the team, but I used to I used to go as a uh like upper seats. By the way, actually I'm not gonna do this on the part. Um but uh, yeah, Morrow never, never shot, never missed a shot ever. And then, uh, but you know, defensively and all of that um, was not as, not as fun with those yeah, guys. He couldn't Clippers that day. Sam called. I think it, we, he probably just scrubbed the team. I'm pretty sure Sam called him the next Ray Allen after that game. <laughs> he dropped 37. He was hitting pull ups and off the dribble. Just getting the hype. Man. We found one. It was great. It was hype. Warriors was dr- it was that the that Warriors was a sneaky fun team that day. Yeah. Let's that uh, a, that was a day game, too. I remember that was like Saturday at noon, only the yeah. Clippers play Saturday at noon against and, the Warriors. Those are the only yeah. two teams that play Saturday, and it was just like, uh, you know, I put it on, I wasn't doing anything, making a coffee, and all of a sudden, some dude I'd never heard of just can't miss <laughs> was ready, was ready to buy the jersey right then. The worst, the worst noon game Warriors Clippers of my life was when I left the day Kobe dropped 81 because uh. You know, the Warriors played the early game and then Lakers wrapped. Oh, that's right. Game. That's so. I wrote, I wrote my story and it was like halftime and I was tired. I was like, you know, I'm just going to go to my room and watch the rest of the game. 
And I get to my hotel room and turn the game on and everybody's going nuts. And it's like Kobe, it was like at 67. I was like, yo, I really just left. Like I left like a, like a Dodgers fan. I walked away from history. You you left one of the more iconic individual games of the last 50 years. Easily, (laughs) easily because of the Warriors and Clippers like zapped all of my desires. Disgusting. That's disgusting. 2006. (laughs) What were you watching? It it was a, Derek Fisher versus um, like Darius Miles. Might have been like, like Jordan Crawford against like Bobby Brown. Might have been oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus. We're not, we're not ending it on that. No, that we're not. <laughs> what we're ending it on is uh, let's talk dynasties. Marcus, do we want to talk dynasties? By the way, I found out that the illustrator is Chinese. So I was just super happy when I found that out. Yu Ming Huang, shouts to him or her. Ming Huang, hey, yo, that's my guy, man. Hey, go. <laughs> we were in the trenches together on that book, man. I, I like I liked him. He's nice. By the way, I'm like the uh, the book cover is MJ, Steph, Kobe. Uh, I like that I don't see LeBron on it. So shouts to you, Ming Huang. No LeBron on the cover of the dynasties. Just it's just this perfect. To be part of a dynasty to be on the cover <laughs> this of this is great. Dynasties. This is great. Yeah, that was that was a, a very easy call. <laughs> The tough call was who do you put Shaq or Kobe on the cover? Yeah, because you can't put both, right? Then you're just over favoring one. Then it's three Lakers, right? Because you yeah. got magic up there. Magic. Well, do you consider the second Kobe, um, the one with Powell, is that a dynasty? Uh, then technically you could put tw- you could put twenty four dynasties three. Shaq, you know, Warriors only got two, buddy. No, no three titles. They got two with KD. Yeah, but you like count yeah, it all three. as one dynasty. Oh, I count, I count it all. Yeah, you count it. Okay, like the Giants winning three and five. Like I count the, the Spurs that. are a dynasty, and they pieced theirs over like fifteen years. That's fair. That's fair. So they mm. have five titles in fifteen years. I mean, it didn't. It wasn't. It's not always. Yeah, now everyone does it like MJ. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. No. Uh, it's it, you know you you just can't have Lakers, Celtics, everything. Like it's just too much. At some point. So you got to get some other other squads in there. Yeah, they got to spread the love. But Kobe is well represented. Yeah. So so you got the you got the Shaq Kobe Lakers. You got the Spurs. You got the Warriors. Got the Bulls. Eighties Lakers. Eighties Celtics. Yeah. Magic's Magic Lakers. Hold on, y'all don't have y'all books. Not yet. Has not not come yet. Wow. Not yet. That's so out of pocket. I feel like somebody got the books and sold them. By the, way, by, by the way, perfect timing, though. Christmas coming up, Thanksgiving oh, wow, that's for the kids. Are you, are, cover. you just, are you just blatantly telling Marcus you're going to re-gift his gift? No, no, no. I'm saying I'm sh- I'm helping Marcus. I'm, I'm doing I'm, I feel like I'm no, doing actually, the- that's, that's one of the talking points. So, yeah, yeah. Right that's good. No, that's what I'm saying. People should do that. I uh, thought I was it. only I thought I was let on the show because y'all got y'all books because I haven't heard from y'all in a while. So I figured uh, you got three books boy. and that's why uh, I was on. Oh, uh, we're, we're trying know. to we're trying to be <laughs> conscious of your time. I'd ask you to come on every three weeks, but that's, that just feels Marcus. Like, yeah, Marcus doesn't need like years to sell books. Come on now. <laughs> come on now. One time, one time, so, Ethan came. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I want to hear Ethan's story now. No, so one one time, one time, Ethan came on, and we told him at the end of the show, we're like, "Oh, is there anything you want to plug?" And he and Ethan, fit in very snarky Ethan tone, said. And whatever I'm gonna plug, I don't really need y'all. I don't really need to do it on this show. And me and Sam are just sitting here like, what? What? Okay, sounds good, Stress. You know, he's wow. doing good for himself now. 
He's doing good. That's I thought you'd enjoy guy. that story. I really thought. I, I thought you. Yeah, that's pretty gangster to say. Yeah. Like I would yeah. never tell y'all that. Yeah. First off, I don't believe it. Like, you know, <laughs> like I do need y'all. You guys are important <laughs> to the ecosystem of book promotion. You know what I'm saying? Like, can't forget. Can't yeah. forget about the light years. You know, can't forget <laughs> about the people who 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 rode with you the whole way. So, nah, absolutely. Plus, uh, y'all y'all got a nice little thing going. So. You, you got your ears to the streets in a way that <laughs> some of us aren't. But uh, so if you take out, take out the Warriors, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the diner. You got Mike and Lakers, Russell Celtics, uh, Magic, Showtime Lakers, Celtics, Bird. I can't, can't believe you're counting teams from the pre-civil rights era. Bird, Celtics. Wow, <laughs> cold-blooded. <laughs> Another erasure of black accomplishment. Uh, <laughs> oh, bad boy, bad boy pitches, Jordan's Bulls, Kobe Shaq Lakers, Spurs Warriors. Take out the Warriors. Matter of fact, since you want to go to take out Jordan, pre Jordan, what was the most important dynasty to me? Or what do I th- do? I think you think is the most important. Oh, no, what do you think? What do you think? I already know what I think. I don't need you to tell me what I think. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> that was my Ethan moment right there. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, so. I'm gonna go with Magic's Lakers. I think I just think that everything related to modern NBA stems from Magic Bird. So, like Bill Russell is. In more important to American sports for a million different reasons, but like I'm still going to go with Magic's Lakers as being the most important dynasty outside of the two you mentioned, which I would obviously have above him. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, Andy, who you go? I know who Andy's going with. We're talking about pre-draw. I don't. I don't see MT. I don't answer these questions. You know why? Because you don't know. I don't know. I wasn't born, and I don't. I don't. I don't. I didn't watch them, and I don't want to lie, so I never answer them. I'm sorry, so you just don't pay attention to history at all. Yeah, not at all. You weren't there, didn't count. Got it. One there, one in there. I got. I'm an eye test type of guy. If I don't, if I didn't get to see Bill Russell jump over three white dudes for a dunk, <laughs> I can't. This is a- Andy just looking side eye at it because Don Nelson was an important player on that team, and he saw late career Nelly. I don't, have, not, I don't have I don't have Bob Cousy. I don't have Cousy in my top 75, by the way. Cousy not in my top 75. So I'm getting yeah, you a Cousy, Cousy throwback for Christmas. <laughs> I'm not putting Cousy in top 75 either. Even though Cousy was nice, he wasn't he was a top 75. Nice. I never know. But then I'm, how many I'm of those guys do we know, right? You just gotta I'm trust never know. I'd just be lying. I'm, I'm getting you lying. both. I'm getting you both Cousy throwbacks for Christmas. It's <laughs> a move. Give me a Sam Jones throwback, the most underrated player from that era. Ooh. I'm, I'm going with the Mike and the Mike and Lakers. Okay. We're gonna have to none read the this, book to find out why. None, none of this, none of this happens without them. None of it. Oh. The league never gets off the ground. Pro basketball never becomes a thing. You're watching, you're watching Stanford versus St. John's. That's what you're watching, if not for the Mike and Lakers. Ooh. Nobody cared about pro basketball until George Mike came along. So that's what I'm going with. You gotta go with the, this is like where you create the the uh the best rappers of all time list and you put Sugar Hill Gang at the top. You know what I'm saying? Just because you gotta give them the pioneer they're the first, bonus. They're the first relevant ones. Yeah. yeah, you gotta give them the pioneer bonus, right? Like so that's what I'm doing here. Minneapolis Lakers, greatest dynasty of all time. Because no dynasty after them will exist without them. 
I'm about to send Andy a picture of their starting five. I just want to hear his reaction on the pod. <laughs> this is going to be enjoy Andy. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. This looks like the guys that I played in high school. Uh, <laughs> section AAA. That, that's Wallenberg, baby. That's Wallenberg High right there. That's Luke Wilmerding. Sorry, that's Luke Wilmerding right there. Hey, hey, don't sleep on Jumper Jim Pollard from Oakland Tech, baby. Oh. He's getting quarters off the top of the backboard. Per, per the legends. <laughs> MT, we appreciate you <laughs> coming on. <laughs> we're gonna end. We're gonna end on Mike and talk. Thank you, sir. I appreciate y'all. Thanks for having me. Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.